God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Greg Backus, your host. Jesus Christ is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind, for all time. He stated in the Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when he lived and walked among people, and he makes a difference today because he was raised from the dead and is seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you, that you come to have a deeper and more full relationship with God as your heavenly Father, that you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day circumstances of life. God's love for you, it knows no bounds. Today we have a very exciting program. We will hear some wonderful music, read some of the Bible together regarding our freedom in Christ, and our interview segment is with Fred and Carol Blacksmith. Fred and Carol are the founders of Operation Freedom, whose mission is to serve God's Word to those who serve. It is an interview that I trust you will enjoy. Before we delve into God's Word, let's start off with some music. This might hurt, it's not safe, but I know that I've got to make a change. I don't care if I break, at least I'll be feeling something. Cause just okay is not enough, help me fight through the nothingness of life. Take 
This Independence Day weekend, let's take a look at the freedom that we have received in Christ. We'll begin in the Gospel of John, if you have your Bible handy, chapter 8, uh, verse 28. Then Jesus said unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, nothing of my own authority. But, as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. Verse 29, And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Jesus Christ was not on his own. His heavenly Father was with him. He only spoke and he did what his Father directed him to speak and do. Continuing in verse 30, As he, Jesus, spake these words, many believed on him. God knew the hearts of those listening to Jesus when he spoke. Some of those hearts were tender and hungry to know God and his love. Jesus' heavenly Father gave Jesus the exact right words to speak for the people listening. Verse 31, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, and that word continue is to dwell in, to abide, if you continue or if you dwell or if you abide in my word, then are you my disciples. A disciple, well, that's a disciplined one, a follower. Verse 32, Jesus Christ went on to say, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In John chapter 17, Jesus Christ declared that God's word is truth. Well, verse 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You know, we can never be free until we know the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who has made us free spiritually, which then issues in freedom in all the other realms of life. What's the greatest freedom that Christ makes available? Freedom from the bondage of sin. The sin nature and the fruit of that nature are bondage, and they hold people captive until they come to the freedom found in Christ. Today we'll find that true freedom in Christ in our acceptance of his substitution for us in his death and in our identification with him in his resurrection, ascension, and seating at God's right hand. Jesus Christ became one with us in death so that we might become one with him in life. Let's turn over to the book of Romans chapter 6 and we'll read here through uh, verses 1 through 11. Here, starting in verse 1, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin, that grace may abound? Well, if we go back to the previous chapter, 5, verses 20 and 21, it states there that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, and that sin reigned through death, and that grace would reign through righteousness. Some may teach that you really can't teach too much grace because then that will give people a license to sin. Well, I have to ask, what is too much grace? God gives his grace so that we might live and have eternal life. God's grace through Jesus Christ, well, it covers all sin, all the sin in the past, all the sin today, and any sin tomorrow. Only a fool would continue in sin so that grace might abound. The eternal life through Christ will not be lost, but the eternal rewards would be gone. 
Eternity is a long, long time. Think of the rewards available for those that continue in grace, and think of the rewards lost for those that continue in sin. Continuing in God's grace is where the believer, you and I, reign in this life. So, verse 1, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse 2, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? That God forbid there in that verse 2, it's an expression of extreme horror. Don't even let it be thought of. Even the thought of continuing in sin that grace may abound is revolting. It's in our identification in Christ where we find our freedom and that we are dead to sin. Living in sin will always lead to death. Remember Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he, God, has made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us in place of us, who knew no sin. He did not know sin by experience. He was a perfect man. What was the purpose stated in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus Christ literally received what we deserved, death. And we received what he deserved and what he now has seated at God's right hand, life. Let's continue back in Romans chapter 6. Verse 3, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? The baptism here in this verse is not talking about water baptism. It's the identification and the full immersion that we have into his death. We are immersed in Christ Jesus. We are fully identified with him in his death on the cross. In all that he accomplished when he proclaimed, It is finished. We died with him on the cross. Jesus Christ poured out his life all the way to death. In the sight of God, you and I, we were with Jesus on the cross that day. He is our substitute in taking the penalty for sin, death. Verse 4, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Continuing in our identification with Christ, we were buried with him, as it says in this verse. He was in the grave for three days and three nights. From God's perspective, we were with him. Then Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. You know, Jesus Christ, he is the only one who has ever been raised from the dead and is still alive today. He did not die a second time. You know, we can read in the Word of God where Lazarus was raised from the dead by Jesus. But Lazarus is not still alive today. He then died. There is no other person, none in all the history of mankind, that died for you and then was raised from the dead by God. When Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, he had a new life. Even so, we are to live that new life. It's new in quality. It's a life free of sin, a life free of sickness, a life free of fear. It's a life of joy above the circumstances of life. It's a life of trust in your Heavenly Father. In John chapter 14, verse 12, this is the kind of life that it is. 
could do the same works as Jesus Christ did, and even greater works. That's the kind of life that's available. Let's continue back in Romans chapter 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. What was Jesus like in his resurrected body? It was a body that was free of sin and sickness. It was incorruptible. It was a body powered by Holy Spirit. It was unlimited in scope and ability. At his glorious return, we shall have the same. What a hope! Hold the word of truth in our hearts to the end that we live our life today in the light of his sure return. He's definitely coming back. Could be today. Might be next week. Might not be for another hundred years. But he will return. And at that moment, we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Let's continue on in verse 6 here of Romans. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. And that word destroyed could be translated made ineffective or paralyzed, the purpose being that henceforth we should not serve sin. The old nature handed down to all mankind since the fall of Adam and all that proceeds from it was crucified with Jesus Christ on the cross. Why would I or you ever want to live in sin again? Why would we ever want to live in fear when it was crucified with the Lord Jesus Christ? The old nature of living is now paralyzed. It's ineffective. It's paralyzed. It has no power over you and I. We should no longer serve or be obedient to that evil and corrupt nature. The only thing that the old nature ever gives is death. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that gives life. Who doesn't want life? Many complain about the life they live. Well, it can only be because they don't know the life that's available in Christ. Those that know and still complain, well, they need to put on the mind of Christ and walk in the newness of that life. I don't mean to be flippant there or, or nonchalant about it because I know sometimes the circumstances of life can be very challenging. But you know what? No matter how challenging that circumstance in life might be, God's love is still there. The accomplished work of Jesus Christ has still been accomplished. If we bring our heart to the Father, if we go to Him and pour our heart out before Him, He's the one that will comfort. He's the one that will deliver. He's the one that will give the strength. And we can rise up in our renewed mind by putting on the mind of Christ to walk, to live in the newness of life that Jesus Christ came to make available. Continuing in verse 7, for he that is dead is freed from sin. We are dead because we died with Christ. It's the old man that died with Christ. We are now free from the sin nature. Verse 8. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. Death has no more dominion over Christ Jesus because he has been raised from the dead and he is seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. Literally, for those of us that are born again of God's Spirit, death 
no longer has dominion. We have the Spirit of Christ within. And you might ask, well, what is it to be born again of God's Spirit? It has nothing to do with how good or how bad you are. It has nothing to do with whether you went to church last Sunday or for 182 Sundays in a row or you never went to church. It has everything to do with believing that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and then to confess Jesus as Lord in your life. That's what it is. It's that simple. It's no more complicated than that. We believe unto salvation by God's grace. What is it that will keep a man or a woman from walking in the newness of life that's made available in the new birth? Fear. Fear of what others may think. Fear of failing. Fear that God won't be there when you need him, that he won't be true to the promises in his word. Fear. That is the most foul and evil four-letter word that I know. But let's look at Hebrews chapter 2, because here in verse 14 and 15, there's a tremendous truth here of what Jesus Christ accomplished. Verse 14, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, that's you and I, all mankind, we're all partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. And the part that he took was of the flesh, not of the blood. He did not have the blood line handed down from Adam that through death he might destroy or paralyze or make ineffective him that had the power of death. That is, the devil. Who has the power of death? The devil. The life and death of Jesus Christ in his resurrection paralyzed, it made ineffective, the devil who has the power of death. Verse 15, And delivered or set free them, you and me, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. The fear of death, that is the root fear of all fears. Fear subjects people to bondage their entire life. Death has been defeated in Christ. He's been raised from the dead. Death has no more dominion or power over you because you have eternal life. You or I, well, we may die before the Lord returns, but when he does return, and he will one of these days, then those that are dead in Christ will be raised from the dead to live for all eternity. You know, it's sad but true. Over the centuries, the Christian church, for the most part, has lived so far below par because of fear. Today, is the day to eliminate the fear and recognize who we are in Christ, live the life that God has given us. Verse 10, continuing in Romans, For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he lives, he lives unto God. Jesus Christ, he died unto sin once. He now lives unto God forever because God raised him from the dead. If we look back over at Hebrews chapter 10, verses 12 through 14. But this man, Jesus Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever. What was that one sacrifice that he offered for sins forever? His life. After he offered his life, he sat down on the right hand of God. Verse 13, 
from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering his life he has perfected or made to be complete forever them, you and I, that are sanctified or set apart. What a tremendous truth there. Jesus Christ gave his life one time, one sacrifice for sins forever to the end of completing those that believe on him so that we are set apart or sanctified for all eternity. Let's go back to Romans chapter 6 verse 11. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Likewise since you died with him since you were buried with him raised with him ascended with him reckon and that word reckon means to logically conclude that you are permanently dead unto sin and permanently alive unto God in our identification with our Lord the Lord Jesus Christ we have great freedom in our life freedom from the bondage of sin and freedom from fear no matter what circumstance we might find ourselves in our freedom in Christ transcends any and all those situations as we renew our minds to what our Heavenly Father has made us to be by putting on the mind of Christ we will live and demonstrate true freedom Jesus Christ's death it was not in vain he saw your value as he hung on the tree he saw today the impact your life would have in this world as you stand boldly upon the truth of God's Word. Today this world so desperately needs men and women to live with the love of God, with the Word of God burning in their heart. To the end they cannot help but speak those things which they know to be true. God's Word is truth. God really has made Himself known to us today. It's time for you and I to take God at His Word. Decide right now that today is a new day with you and your Heavenly Father. The past is past. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Today is the day to believe that you are who God's Word says you are. Today is the day to live in the spiritual freedom within which you have been called to. We ought to obey God rather than men. The eternal rewards from God far outweigh the fleeting rewards of this world. Let God be glorified, and let it be said today with amazement by those that see your life, what power and authority has God given unto men? My heart is liberated with the realization that I'm saved by grace You never wanted my flesh But you know you have my heart And all of my days Father, let my life Be an offering of praise I am 
am a mighty conqueror and a helpless child. Lord, my heart and my flesh, they fail, but you are the strength of my life. I am freed from sin and born again. Each new day, a chance to trust you. No longer enslaved by these worldly chains, oh Lord, my freedom is in serving you. No longer enslaved by these worldly chains, oh Lord, my freedom is in serving you. Our guests today are Fred and Carol Blacksmith. Fred and Carol are the founders of Operation Freedom, whose mission is to serve God's Word to those who serve. Fred is an ordained minister and senior pastor for Abundant Life Christian Fellowship in Park Forest, Illinois. He also serves as the chaplain for Operation Freedom. Operation Freedom is a faith-based nonprofit founded to serve God's Word to our military and their families. On this 4th of July weekend, when we celebrate the freedom that we have in this country, it certainly is a blessing to have Fred and Carol with us today. I'd like to welcome Fred and Carol Blacksmith to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Greg. It's really great to be here. Thanks. It's awesome to have you guys here today. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to come down to the studio. Uh, Could you give us the background and heart behind Operation Freedom and its purpose? Operation Freedom started after 9-11. And Carol and I wanted to do something. We were so impacted by the devastation of our country being attacked that we wanted to do something to support our nation and its military. The thing that we felt would have been to comfort and to show that support with God's Word. Mm -hmm. And so Operation Freedom started by printing out Scripture cards on our computer going from Office Max with the, the blank cards, and then we'd put them in sleeves, and any and every opportunity that we had to give them away to men and women that we saw in uniform, uh, we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, I think when we had given 75 away, we thought, man, this is really great. We can really do something like that. Wow. Then over the years, till we incorporated in uh, 2008, things really developed and and, uh, grew. Mm -hmm. And we found printer that we're able to handle thousands of cards now instead of tens of cards. But it's still primarily the same to show the support for our country, for her military, their families, Mm -hmm. and of course our veterans. Well, that's a wonderful service that you provide with that to the military. Now... The mission of Operation Freedom is serving God's Word to those who serve. How do you fulfill that mission? We have three different sets of Scripture cards. And a set of cards has about 20 different Bible verses in it. gets packaged in a clear plastic sleeve, and it was designed so that they could be carried in BDU pockets or purses or pocket, shirt pockets. And people would have the opportunity to pull out a Bible verse and memorize it or just read it and be encouraged and comforted. The first set that we did is called Operation Freedom Survival Tool. 
and it has 20 verses in it, and it's designed specifically for active duty military. The second set is While I Wait, and that set is for family members. And then the third set is called Returning with Honor. And we designed that set, chose verses specifically for post-deployed military and veterans of all eras. You know, actually, I have one of your packets that I carry with me on and off, Controlling Your Thinking, that I got from you a few years ago, and and I've used that many times over the years. Put the word in my mind to control my thinking. (laughs) Absolutely. If you would allow me, I will read you the, um, each set of cards comes with an encouragement card or an instruction card, we call it. And um, if you'll let me, I'll read the cards from each of the sets. Oh, sure. So people can kind of get an idea of the heart behind each set. And then I'll read you one of the verses from the set so people can see what kind of verses we're providing for our military and their families. The first set, um, the survival tool set for active duties, the card says, only God knows what fills your heart and mind as you face the dangers of each day. God's word offers peace, strength, and comfort in every place, under every condition, and for every circumstance. Be strong and trust God. Then one of the verses from that set that was chosen is Psalm 121, verse 7 and 8. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life, and the Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. Psalm 121, verses 7 and 8. So that gives you an idea of um, what is in the card. The second set that we make available is to the family members and loved ones, and it is entitled While I Wait. And the introductory card reads, Each day is filled with God's promises waiting to be enjoyed. We can stand strong, pray, expect miracles, and live each moment without fear. We can love with tenacity, speak with boldness, and share with compassion. Let God's word provide you with strength and peace while you live, love, and serve him. You are God's best. And then an example of a scripture card is of that set is Psalm 5, verse 3. And this is the New International Version uh, rendering. In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. And then our final, uh, the third set that we make available, returning with honor for those post-deployed and veterans of all eras. The uh, introductory card reads, Few can understand your sacrifice, but many have benefited. Thank you for your commitment to make a difference in the world. Your discipline, strength, and courage have paid for freedom, honor, integrity, and respect. Your life is a gift from God. Fill it with his love, forgiveness, and mercy. And the following scripture that uh, is the first of that packet is Psalm 71, verse 20 and 21. And it reads, Though you may have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth. You will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. So these are examples of each of the three scripture sets that we make available to our military and an example of the scriptures that follow that. 
That's wonderful. Very encouraging and uplifting. For Very. Sure. Now, Fred and Carol, you've brought with you some letters from military and their families that have been impacted by Operation Freedom. Would you like to share a couple of those letters with the listeners? Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, as we were discussing um, our young son, Ian, who was working at the Holiday Inn, he was working a late-night shift, and two men had just come back in country, and uh, they were still dressed in their camouflage suits, and uh, they walked into the Holiday Inn to uh, check in for uh, the evening. And in the course of conversation, Ian had asked if they had received any care packages. And they, of course, they looked at each other and go, oh, yeah, we've, we've got care packages. And, uh, well, one of them, then Ian asked one of them, well, did you ever get any scripture packets? And uh, this one guy unzipped his BDU pocket and reached in and pulled out this tattered set of Operation Freedom survival tools. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And he said... Uh, couldn't count the number of times that they had just saved his rear end uh, while he was deployed. So he was very thankful. And, of course, when Ian said, well, my mom and dad do those, it was quite a joyous occasion. <laughs> but we do have some great correspondence coming from people. And an example that we got just a few days ago, as a matter of fact, my friend received a packet of your cards, and while visiting him in California, I read them. I absolutely love them. You're doing a wonderful thing. I'm a Blue Star mom. My son is in the Army and stationed in Korea. I'm a Gold Star aunt, and my nephew was KIA, killed in action in Iraq. I am an Air Force veteran of 10 years. I ride with the American Legion riders and the Patriot Guard riders. Thank you so much for putting inspiration and hope in people's lives. God bless. And then another letter that we received the scripture cards I received came in a care package. I'd like to say thank you to you and all of your staff once again. Thank you for your prayers because I know the power of prayer. May God continue to bless you and your staff and your organization. Another short note from a group. They call themselves the Warrior Medics. And it says, hello, please pass my gratitude for donating the scripture and prayer cards in the deployed soldier care packages. They are both inspirational and motivational. Thank you. God bless you. And one thing that uh, I would like to just mention, in the back card of each of the uh, Operation Freedom Survival Tools is a thank you card. And the donation for that uh, card set is $2.50, but each one of them then has a personal note of thanks to the, the, on the back of the card. And the card reads, Thank you for serving our country in such a dynamic way. We're praying for you and your family, for your strength and courage, and especially for your safe return. And then on the back side, the group or the individual that makes that donation has a, uh, an opportunity to just put a personal note of thanks and this is from a, a, a group from Wisconsin. You're in our thoughts and prayers. God bless you and keep you safe. And that's to let the soldier, the Marine, the Coastie, whoever receives this set of scripture cards to know that there is someone on the other end praying for them each and every day. So these letters that we get that uh, are absolutely meaningful to us this is a little another note that we received 
I just wanted to take time to thank you for your scripture cards. I just wanted to say that I couldn't have gotten your cards at a more appropriate or opportune time. It really was a sign from above that I received it when I did. I can't express in in an email what it meant to me and what it did for me. I'm sure you send those cards out to hundreds of soldiers, but for some reason, I felt like it was meant for me personally. A wave of emotions just came over me as I was reading through the cards, and I realized that I needed a spiritual guidance more than ever before. Being away from my family and being surrounded by destruction took its toll on me in a way I never experienced, and I was becoming lost. It's funny because at first I overlooked the clear envelope in the bottom of the care package that I had received. Something told me to look at it again, and when I did, it was like my purpose became clear and that the Lord is and will always be there when you need Him. Any doubt I had during those days, weeks, and months before all went away. All thanks to you for doing something you didn't have to do. You too are truly my guardian angels sent from above. May God bless you. Thank you. I love you. So, yes, very meaningful to people. And this is just a, a little bit of what we do receive and some of the comments that we get. So, wow. It's a wonderful blessing. How rewarding to Very. get that kind of feedback. And then, you know, you think, too, at the return of Jesus Christ, uh, God's going to show you the impact that those Scripture verses had on probably untold thousands of people that you won't meet until that time. And they're going to say, wow, thank mm-hmm. you, <laughs> how that uplifted me, how that helped me, how that encouraged me in the, the time of trouble that I found myself in in service. Yes. Now, just in reading those couple letters that you did, uh, I know that you would be able to relate to us a time or an incident when you or your staff were deeply moved. And I think probably every letter is deeply moving. (laughs) But if there's a specific one that you'd like to share with us uh, based on a response that you received back from somebody who had received a packet of Scripture. You know, each event that we do, there's always at least one person that you meet who's um, struggling with their faith. It's very common for... Um, military men and women to stop going to church after they have served um, because they're, they have conflict about um, what they have seen, what they have done. But when you meet somebody who is struggling and you tell them that God hasn't gone anywhere and that God still forgives and you offer hope, you know, it's important that they understand that God is good and that he is a forgiving God, and that he is waiting for all of us to turn to him for help and direction and support and strength. And so when you you get to be the messenger of that message, yeah, there's lots of times where it's not only meaningful for the person receiving the Bible verses, but it's also rewarding for us. We have a little tradition after every event that we do, whoever attends, we all have to pick one word that describe that event for each one of us. Mm. So the uh, words go from exciting, exhilarating, life-changing. Yeah. Well, as Carol mentioned, each event is different, and and the people that we do get to meet and share with are 
absolutely wonderful. And um, we do events in December every year. We do reads across America um, at Abraham Lincoln National Cemetery, Memorial Cemetery. And um, we've had the privilege of being instrumental. Operation Freedom has had the, the privilege of being instrumental. And I've had the wonderful privilege of being able to do the invocation, the benediction, a short teaching each, each year. We do uh, stand-down events, which are, is a military term for once they've been geared up, wait, they wait for a uh, green light. They're in standby. If the green light doesn't come, then they're told they, to stand down. Well, for those veterans that have gotten out of the military service, this particular event primarily is for homeless veterans, which is hard to understand that our nation would allow so many homeless veterans to, to live on our streets and bridges and wherever they find a place to live. But we have been instrumental not only in Wisconsin and uh, Michigan and Illinois to, to have the privilege of these stand-downs. Well, one of the first ones that we did many years ago was here in Chicago at the Armory, downtown Chicago, and there were over 800 in attendance. And I became close to a Navy sniper. He was really struggling. He was living in the back of a garage, uh, doing working, uh, doing odd jobs for the, the owner, really having a struggle of, will God forgive me for what I've done and had to do during my deployed service. And it was very touching. The relationship that developed over that two-day event, and for a short time after that, the communication that we did enjoy with each other. But yes, it, it's extremely meaningful. And, and we always, whenever we set up for stand-downs, we always re request an area that has a, a quiet area so that we can take people to that want to talk or pray together, some place that we can just be alone to uh, communicate and share. And, uh, and that has been extremely beneficial. And our, the prayer books that we, we always lay out a list and, and uh, let them know that if they have a prayer request, that they can sign that book and put their request down and that mm. our fellowship will be happy to pray. Our prayer chain will be happy to pray for them in these requests. The one in Milwaukee is is quite wonderful because there's been couples that come up and they said, do you remember me? Do you remember us? Do you remember last year when, when we got together in the prayer? And, and well, God has been so good. And, and to hear stories of how God has blessed them because of what we did the year before. So, yeah, this, uh, this young man, this Navy sniper, was... Uh, we shed a lot of tears yeah, together. Yeah. Wow, that's it was fantastic. That's really wonderful. Gosh, now, um, who does the work at Operation Freedom, or what are some of the different organizations that you partner with? Well, Operation Freedom has um, a board of directors um, that consists of Beth Ellis, Laura Robertson, Terry Banks, myself, and then Fred is our um, in-house chaplain for events. And the bulk of the work is done by the board and volunteers. We have church groups, we have Boy Scout group troops, we have 
kids who have to have community service um, come and help put sets of cards together. And then um, we also partner with an organization out of Manhattan, Illinois, that sends out care packages. They send out about 150 care packages a week. Wow, that's a lot. And so between Thanksgiving and Christmas, that's their big push because they want to make sure that all of our deployed um, service people have care packages for the holidays. And so they do um, between five and 10,000 in that month. You know, besides the care packages, are there other ways that you distribute? Uh, yeah, the we, cards? like Fred mentioned earlier, we go to events. Our website is set up to receive requests. So if anyone is deployed and um, sees somebody else with a set of cards, they can uh, put a request in through the website, which is Operation Freedom or you can email us. Um, we get requests from service organizations, veteran service organizations, the American Legion, the VFW. So anybody who requests us, we're always available to do events, whether mm-hmm. it's through other churches or whether it's um, VA-related or government-related. Anybody who is passionate about our military is a good fit for us. So um, that's the passionate part for us because that's what we started this for was to serve God's word to those who serve, who protect and serve to defend our freedoms here and for other countries. What are some of the future goals for Operation Freedom? Fred and I have been working and studying the book of Job, which is a I'm sure many of your listeners know that Job had a lot, lost a lot, and went through a very difficult time in his life. And many service people do the same, have that same experience, have a lot, lose a lot. Um, so that was the heart behind studying it from a uh, what, what can we glean from that book to help men and women who are perhaps suffering from um, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, PTSD, which is getting a lot of exposure right now. So um, we have been working on a faith-based approach to helping men and women who suffer from PTSD. So our acronym for PTSD is Prisoner to Spiritual Darkness. And um, we believe that when you introduce the light of God's word, it gets rid of darkness. And war certainly brings a darkness to a soul that unless you have served in the military or know somebody who has served in the military, you don't really understand the depth of the sacrifice. We tell people, you know, thanks for serving. Thanks for your service to our country. But you really need to not only say thank you for your service, but you need to thank them for their sacrifice Mm. because they all have sacrificed on some level. And so the heart behind the the new set of scripture cards is to address some of those issues with PTSD. We would at some point like to offer a day seminar or a weekend seminar so we could really get into the depth of God's word to help men and women who are suffering. In Job, God does a tremendous example, sets a tremendous example with Job in what he has lost and how traumatic that that is. PTSD, post-traumatic stress, is something in an event or a a series of events that takes a person that might be in control in his life, in their life, and sets them in a hopeless situation. Hmm. Uh, And when it's war and the chaos of war that is so uh, chaotic 
that there's no stability in that kind of, of atmosphere. There was no kind of stability in what happened to Job. Mm-hmm. And he had well-wishers that meant, you know, to help. He had a relationship with his wife who that turned sour. After losing all of his children, all of his wealth, all of his livestock, everything, he was rendered helpless. And yet throughout all of the course of events, he never once turned his back nor blamed, on God nor blamed God. And the, what we would like to do, as Carol mentioned, is to develop a weekend workshop to where we could, in more detail, address some of these situations to help our men and women that are suffering from this type of anxiety and depression and thoughts of suicide to where their heart has been so damaged that they're trying to fill it with everything but really what works. Mm -hmm. That's from medication to self-medication to drugs to ultimately suicide. And we want to be able to address that, those issues, and show them that God is a faithful God and God is a healing God and God is a loving God. And in his forgiveness to them, that they can start over again and realize that their life is great, has great purpose, that there is a bigger picture mm-hmm. than what they are confronted with at this point. So our future goal, this is what Carol and I have been doing now, and uh, we have a small group of men that are veterans from uh, different branches and different I- experiences that we um, will be working with to kind of give them the outlines to see where we can make it more effective from a military veteran's perspective um, so that um, we can really hit the target on the mm-hmm. right in the bullseye and that God be glorified and people get healed and delivered. What a wonderful service that'll be for our veterans. Now, how many scripture cards would you estimate or packets have been distributed or given away? Before we came to do this um, radio show, I um, tallied up what we have given away since 2008, because that's really when I started to keep track. So today, um, I can proudly say that we have given 93,007 sets away. So if you um, translate that into Bible verses, each pack has at least 20 Bible verses in it. So that's 1,860,140 Bible verses floating around the world. (laughs) And yes, I can um, confidently and boldly say that God is getting glorified all around the world. That's a lot of the light of God's word out there, (laughs) dispelling darkness. Absolutely. (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, in closing, is there a section of Scripture that you'd like to share with our listeners to encourage them in the things of God? One of the things that, that uh, I share so often with um, military uh, is from Joshua 1, where Joshua was Moses' right-hand man, and he ministered on to Joshua. He was like second in command, so to speak. And when Moses died, It was left up to Joshua to take the children of Israel into the promised land. And in one of the last groups of meetings with Moses, Joshua, Moses encouraged Joshua to be strong and of a good courage. 
And then in Joshua chapter 1, God himself instructs Joshua in verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to do to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. And that's something that I encourage so many others to do, to look to God. God is a forgiving God. God is a God of grace and mercy. And he wants to be proactive in our lives. And what he's telling Joshua is to be strong and to be courageous in the things that we do in life, to look to God for guidance and wisdom and understanding, to make those decisions. Don't turn away from them or deviate from them to the left hand or to the right hand, but keep focused on God. And when we do those things, then we make our way prosperous and successful. And it's, it's interesting because that is a a wonderful encouragement for each and every person, whether we're a window washer or a painter or a musician or anyone or a military person, as we keep focused on the things of God and endeavor to stand for Him and do what He has told us to do each and every day, then we make our way prosperous and successful. And God is faithful to each and every promise in His Word. So we trust, we obey. And we live life. The things that seem to stop us or hinder us through life can all be taken care of easily through the greatness of God and his word. Really very simple when we look to our Father. It is very simple. (laughs) That's right. Carol, anything? You know, I think as we go into this um, holiday weekend and we are preparing to celebrate our freedoms, I would just like to remind um, your listeners that prayer is a powerful tool. And the men and women who have chosen to serve God and country by um, serving in the military need our prayers. And their families need our prayers. And I just want to remind people that Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And I really think that just to be reminded as we're celebrating and enjoying fireworks and parades, grandchildren, lots of food, that somewhere there is someone sacrificing and serving so that we can continue to enjoy those freedoms. Now, uh, Fred and Carol, if any of our listeners would like to contact you because maybe they'd like to volunteer their time or maybe their financial resources, you're a 501c3 nonprofit, if they would like to donate in any aspect of their life with Operation Freedom, what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you? Our website is www.operationfreedominc.com. On the website, you can find our address, our phone number. Um, You can call if you want to volunteer. If you know somebody who is serving in the military and want to get them a set of cards, if you want a set of cards, you can call us. You can visit the website. There's a a request page on the website to get cards. They are free. Mm -hmm. We certainly do take donations. You know, we're supported by generous Americans who believe that God's word is a great thing to offer to our military. www.operationfreedominc.com or operationfreedom at comcast.net. I will put links up on our website for 
both those addresses Thank as you. well as the phone number that's on your website. Thank Thanks, you. Greg. You're welcome. Thank you, Fred and Carol, for joining us today. I really appreciate your heart and life and all that you do. Thank you. God bless you, sir. God it's bless you. a great you. privilege. Thanks. You're welcome. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today on the Solution Radio Show. And thank you to Fred and Carol Blacksmith from Operation Freedom for sharing their heart and life with us today. All of the Solution Radio shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com, where you may re-listen at your convenience. There are also links to the websites of our guests, musicians, and sponsors. Also on the website, there is a page for upcoming events. If you'd like your event listed, send the information to info at thesolutionradioshow.com. A reminder that the Praise Line is open 24 hours a day, where you may call in and give a testimony of God's working in your heart and life. The number is 844-705-3410. We will play those testimonies in upcoming shows. And you know, as I've mentioned the last couple weeks, it's that time of year again where the weather is warm and it's beautiful outside. And when it's like that, I like to get out on the streets and speak God's word to people and just to love them with the love of God and to make prayer available for whatever the need may be. This upcoming week in Chicago, it's going to be pretty good again. Beautiful with the temperatures probably in the 80s. And if you're in the area and if you'd like to join me, just send me an email at greg at the solutionradioshow.com and we'll set up a date, we'll set up a location, and we'll go out and just love people and speak God's word and make prayer available. So if you'd like to join me, send me an email, greg at the solutionradioshow.com. Please continue to keep in your prayers the expansion of the Solution Radio Show. We do have some exciting news in that area coming up shortly. Uh, next week, we'll be making some of that known. And if you're on our email list, you'll hear about it there as well. The Solution Radio Show is listener-supported, both by your prayers and financial giving. Thank you for your support. It's greatly appreciated. All financial donations are tax-deductible. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Once again, that address, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. There is also a donation link available on our website. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. You are God's very best.